Amen. We bring special greetings from ELR Prophetic Ship Podcast Network, where we're spreading the gospel throughout the nation. We'd like to welcome y'all tonight, amen, to Monday Night Fire. Amen on tonight, amen, with our honorable, amen, apostle, amen, Dr. Robert Peterson, amen, on tonight, amen. So we just pray that God enrich what he's getting ready to do in this season, amen, get ready for the word, amen, on tonight, amen, a series, however, the direction of the Holy Ghost that God allows him to go through on tonight, amen, we are excited about what God is doing in this season. Amen. So we introduce to some and we introduce to others. None other, amen, than our, our honorable, amen, apostle, amen, Dr. Robert Peterson. Join you on tonight. God bless you. Hallelujah. Everybody give him praise and glory. Somebody give him Hallelujah. praise and glory on this evening. Amen. The Lord is Hallelujah. 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 Amen. The Lord is worthy to Hallelujah. be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God my for another God, opportunity, another, another Monday, a Monday, a Monday, another Monday night to come in with Monday night fire and to get into God's word. Hallelujah. Because that is how we do yes. it. Amen. We are the people of God. We come together in order to give God praise, honor, and glory. We don't come in order to be looked upon. We don't become, amen, and we don't come, amen, for any shape, form of any fashion. But we come, amen, to lift up the name of Jesus and to give the word of God. Hallelujah. That is what we come. Amen. I know the music in the background just sound a little bit different, but you know what? Y'all, amen, y'all can rebuke me a little later. Amen. Because this is because I, I believe every now and again, amen, you need to be able to change up just a little bit. Amen. Amen. Just change up just a little bit. But as long as God is getting praise, honor, and glory, that's the only thing that matters. Amen. Now, as I always say, I'm going to be before you long. So that, therefore, like, with that being said, let's get into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift you up and we bless thy holy name. Now, Father God, Lord, on this evening, Lord, we come, Lord, repenting of our sins. For, Father, we know we've sinned, God. Oh, God, we've sinned, Lord, through word, deed, and we've sinned in action, Lord. Oh, God, we ask you, Lord, just to touch us, oh, Lord. Oh, Father, from the crown of our head down to the soles of our feet. Oh, Father, God, somebody right now, Lord, standing in the need of prayer, that's standing in the need of healing and deliverance. So, God, I'm asking you, Lord, to come and move by your spirit, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Move according to your word, Lord. Then, Father, God, I'm asking you, oh, God, Oh, Father God, Lord, as you use me, Lord, to proclaim this word to your people. Oh, Father God, Lord, touch me, oh God. Anoint me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Anoint these lips to clay, Father, that I might speak, Lord, your word. Anoint, God, my mind, God, so that, God, I might think like you, God. And, God, in every word, Lord, that comes from out of my mouth, Lord, is your words and not my words, oh God. Oh, Father, let me do this for thou Oh, Father God, I'm asking you, oh God, to speak through me, oh God. Oh, God, and allow your word, Lord, to flow, Lord, from heart to heart, mind to mind, and breast to breast. Oh, Father, allow a transformation, Lord, to occur within the heart of the people. Father, God, we thank you, we magnify, we glorify, we praise you, Lord. We lift you up, oh, God, in the name of you. Somebody right now, God, is in the need of healing, but God, we're asking you, God, to step in and touch, oh, Father, God. Hallelujah. Touch, God, where you need to to touch him, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you, God. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray and God's people said, Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. As always, you know, amen, I always come from a different version of the Bible, you know, because it is for the purpose of teaching. So the, the so I'm coming from the New International Version, but the uh, scripture I'm coming from is 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. I'm coming from the New International Version. Listen, if you if you if you if you're like me, Amen. You know, uh, a King James, a King James, uh, King James Version carrier, Amen. Look, I'm I'm not telling you to to uh, to not use it. I'm going to tell you to use it, Amen. Like I said, I use different versions for the for the sake of teaching, Amen, and for clarity. But usually, I'm into my King James Version. Amen. I, I really only I really only have about three versions that I really really get into, and that is my King my new uh, my King James version, New King James version, excuse me, my um, Eastern Standard Version Bible, and then I go to my New International Version. Amen. But 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 Amen. For mostly for teaching purposes, I try to go ahead and pull up that New International Version because it gives us just a little bit more clarity. Amen. Amen. First Timothy chapter five verse one through two, New International Version. Does anybody have it? If you have it, just somebody said Amen, so we can get on. Amen. 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 I do want to thank everybody, Amen, for coming on. I thank Amen for for my beautiful wife, Amen. Amen for being on, Amen. First Lady Peterson, Amen. I thank God, Amen, for my family being on, Amen. And I thank God, Amen, for the honorable, Amen, Apostle, uh, <clears throat> Apostle Doctor uh, Erica Robertson, Amen. And I thank God, Amen, for my, my mother, grandmother, everybody that is on, Amen, Amen. And by faith, this is church, Amen, family and friends. Thank you for coming on tonight. Now we get ready to get into this word. Let's go with it. All right, all right. All right, First Timothy chapter 5, verse 1 through 2, yeah. New International Version. It reads as thus. Amen. Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat your younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Do not rebuke an older man harshly, I'm reading it again, but exhort him as if he were your father. That's the same go for the woman as well. You treat your younger men as brothers, your older women as mothers, and your younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Hallelujah. Now, what we need to understand here just, um, is that what I'm not doing is I'm not going to read that entire scripture for you in First Timothy chapter 5 because I want to, you know, I don't want to take, I don't want to take that right from you in order to read the entire chapter but but I but but I do encourage you to read not only just the entire chapter chapter 5 but also go and read the um, first, uh, uh, the book of 1st Timothy and 2nd Timothy read those two books amen because those books amen, are very influential as well as all of the bible amen now i know you're saying okay now uh now i know you're saying now apostle peterson now you're doing all this talking but will you please get on with this word okay i'm i'm on my way i'm on my way all right so the word i'm on i'm on my way Wait, look listen but you ready to get into it now you ready to get into it now all right and what I'm going to leave for you, amen, tonight is the benefits of a small church. The benefits of a small oh, church. Now, now understand something. I'm not bashing the big churches. I'm not bashing the minimum, the medium-sized churches. I'm not bashing anybody's church. If you have a, if you have a large church, well, then glory, hallelujah, I thank God for you. And we're praying that God continue to, you know, keep you on that journey and, you know, and God continues to lead, guide, and direct you. 
But if you're like me and you have a small or medium-sized church, amen, we pray the same. But what we, but what, but basically what we're talking about tonight is we're talking about a little bit, little bit more about the intimacy. Because what we must understand is that every church, oh every church in itself, every church, amen, anytime we're talking about the churches, and listen, and I'm, I'm talking about the building, the people in the building. I'm not talking about the church, your body, okay, because I know that first thing some people say, well, you know, I am the church. Well, that well, that be true. But Scripture also says that we should not forsake the symbol of ourselves among the brethren as a matter of some. So what we, because it is the month when we come yes. together that we draw strength from each other. We are to come together. Together. Listen, I don't care if it's virtual. I don't care if it's physical. Amen. I don't care if it's mental, but we need to come together and get on one accord and begin, amen, to get into the spirit of God. Amen. Scripture tells us that it was on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 that they all came together on, together on one accord and, amen, and the Holy Ghost began to move. They heard a rushing mighty wind that came from heaven and everybody and them that were there began to speak in unknown tongues. Amen. That could not be repeated by man. So we need to understand that the power of God is able to flow freely and thoroughly through through, through and I miss if we are willing to to all to get on one accord and submit to the will of God. I know some people are saying, well, we're, 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 you know, we're preaching. I got to work on Sunday. Well, check this out. I'm about to go ahead and throw that on out there. And I know some people going, you know, some people going to disagree, hang up. But you know what? You come back on another day, Amen. Technically speaking, Sunday is really not the Sabbath day. Saturday, technically speaking, is the Sabbath day. Yes, it is the Jewish Sabbath day. And understand that if that it was that that America has adopted Sunday as the Sabbath day because, amen, that, that, because that's what was put on the calendar, amen, because it was according to the calendar, but, but Saturday is the Jewish uh, Sabbath day, technically speaking. So basically, but we as the people of God, you might say, well, you know what, I can't go to church on Saturday, I can't go to church on Sunday. Well, you know what, here we go. You need to come together as soon as you can. You need to come together on whatever day of the week you can, but technically speaking, let's take the a little bit thoroughly. I don't know about you, but because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, listen, understand, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, every day is your Sabbath, baby. Come on, somebody. Every day is your Sabbath. That means that Monday is your Sabbath. Tuesday is your Sabbath. Wednesday is your Sabbath. Thursday is your Sabbath. Friday is your Sabbath. Saturday is your Sabbath. And Sunday is your Sabbath. Well, preacher, what in the world? Preacher, what day should I go to church? Whatever day that you can get in the Anytime that you can get there. It doesn't matter how you get there, just long as you get in there. Amen. If you can't, for whatever reason, make it to church, listen, you better get up. You better take, you get a, you get a lunch break. So if you get a lunch break, you better take that lunch break and you better have a little talk with Jesus. Call up a brother or sister and you better have a talk with them and you better, y'all better talk about the Lord and y'all better have church on the phone. But listen, you need to, but we all need to come together because that's what God commands us to do because, because he's sick of Jesus said in his word, we're two or three are gathered, I am in the midst. And the reason why he's in the midst is because, because we're all coming on one accord like the day of Pentecost. Oh, I'm by myself. Amen. When we start Amen. talking about churches, understand that when we do with churches, especially buildings, 
Churches come in all sizes. Some are large, amen, numbering in the thousands, even ten thousands. Some are small with as few as two or more people meeting just in a home. So this, so let's just stop right here. So identifying here that, therefore, churches come in many different sizes. Amen. Churches come in many different sizes. Amen. I'm going to say, when, when you're in a big church, you got big hill. When you're in a medium-sized church, you got medium-sized hill. When you're in a little church, sometimes you got more big little hill and bigger hill in the little church than you do the bigger church. But hell is there. So with oh that God. being said, we all have to come together and we all have to band together in the name of Jesus Christ and fight the enemy together. Oh now, when we're looking at the definition of church sizes, it's rather arbitrary. Uh, we understand that the small church usually has less than 200 members, which is 80% of churches. When we look at the medium-sized church, it has a 200, 201 to 400 sizes, which is maybe 10% of churches, and the large churches has 401 members, 10% of the churches. But understand, for some, even 200 members constitute a large church. In other words, some of us, amen, we're over churches, and the churches that we're over might only have two or three people. But listen, do, but, but, but I'm talking to my small church pastors like myself. Listen, even if you have two people sitting up in your congregation, don't you ever dub, don't you ever let nobody make you ashamed because of the people that God has given you, the re, put under your leadership. Because of the simple fact, God has put those people there, amen, in order he's put those people there. God will, will not put no more on you than you're able to handle, but God also put put those two there because all you need, let me tell you something, church, it only takes two faithful people in order to really, really, really run a church. If you want me to be honest, yes, amen, you need a pastor and you need a deacon. Amen. There's nothing wrong with having, with having other people. Amen. But, but, but technically speaking, if the pastor and the deacon is working together, amen, you could work it. Amen. And then, and then why? Because, why? Because many of us, amen, can serve in many more than one capacity. You can get a deacon that serves also as a secretary. Amen. If you have your, your husband, husband and your wife and you have the children, two or three children. I mean, you got a church right there. Listen, let me tell you, if you ain't got nothing but you, listen, if you ain't got nothing but you, but, but you, but you, your wife, your sister, and your bald head cousin, listen, it does not even matter because, listen, God will still bless in the midst of all of it. So don't sit around and become very envious of these people that have these bigger churches. It's okay if they have the biggest churches, but you need to focus on the goal that God has given you. When we look at Joshua, God told Joshua several times, do not fear, I will be with you. Amen. So God gave Joshua the leadership of the children of Israel to lead them into the promised land, but God the Father was with Joshua. God made Joshua a promise just with what he had, and God began to bless. Many of us, the people of God, especially in the small and medium-sized church, we become very, you know, we, you know, many of us, we look at toward being the celebrity status. Let me tell you something. Celebrity status is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Maybe God wants to use just your little small ministry or your, your, your medium-sized ministry. Maybe he wants to use your, your ministry right there in your community. Maybe he wants to save the people in your community. Maybe that's what God wants to do with your ministry and your small or your medium-sized church. So just because a few things don't go right or, or, or you know, you don't, you're not where you a.k.a. want to be, amen, you got you to gotta stand back and say, God, where do you want me to be? Oftentimes, we don't pray enough, people of God. We don't pray, pray enough, God, let your will be done. 
We don't consult God enough. We yes, just sir. sit and we look at television and we see all these big ministries and we see this and we see that. And the problem with many of us, and I'm just going to be really honest with this, the problem with many of us, we can't manage, you know, many of us can't even manage, manage 25 cents, amen, inside the bank. We can't even keep that inside the bank more or less than, than, than handle 2,500 members. So we need to use what we need to. We need to manage properly and be good stewards of what God has made us over. Amen. And to understand, people of God, that each size church has its own advantages. There are things at a larger church that can do with this increase in resources, but there are benefits of the smaller churches often lost in the little churches. In other words, we need to understand that the bigger churches, they have bigger missions, and they're doing this and doing that, but there's a lot of the, lot of the intimacy that is lost in the, that is lost in the bigger churches that are present in the smaller churches. Understand, people of God. Understand, people of God. The purpose of me uh, with this sermon or presenting this sermon on this evening is not to encourage stagnation in church growth. I'm not saying that. I'm not telling you to go out and go evangelize. I'm not telling you not to do missions work. Amen. But what I'm trying to do is, um, but my purpose and what God is using me to do is to remind you and to remind all of us of the benefits and the obligations of a small church and lest, lest we become discouraged. So, so yes, somebody yes. out there might be saying what That's Dr. Right. Peter said. I mean, you, I mean, they might be saying, "Well, Apostle, I hear what you're saying. You tell talking about the small churches and how we don't need to focus on being a big church, Amen." But I'm not talking. I'm not telling you to go somewhere and go sit down. I'm not telling you, you know, just not to do any work. What I'm telling you to do is focus on what on the mission and the vision that God has given you. Scripture said that where there's no vision of people perish, but he that keeps the law happy is he. Focus on the work that God has put to your hands. That's just like that. That's it. That's just. That's just like many of us. We're going around, and we're, you know, and we're driving, you know, just an average car, and we see these, you know, these big luxury cars pass by, and many of us say, mm, 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 you know, I should have want me a luxury car. But the problem, but the problem is this: God is not ready for you to have a luxury car because, baby, you have not learned in order to keep up the maintenance properly on the regular size car that you have. Amen. So God is the same, and it's the same way with the yes, church. Sir. God wants God, God, God wants us to be a good steward and be be good steward over a few things, and He'll make us rule over many. Many, Amen. many of us, we want hey, many. There's so many people that want that are in the smaller church that want to blow up and be in full-time ministry. There's, listen, there's nothing wrong with full-time ministry with a salary. But what you have to understand is that you you got to see that that's something that you seek God for. You that takes the fasting, it takes the praying, it takes the you know it takes the laying hands on yourself yeah. and other people. Listen, listen, it takes good management skills. Skills. Right. Sometimes you might have to listen. You might have to go back to the community college and take a few courses on management so that you will know how to manage the church properly that God has given you. Maybe, maybe, maybe you might be at a Maybe maybe you might be at a point where as you're just like, well, you know what, I can hardly pay the bills at the building that I'm in. Well, check this out. If you can't pay the bills at the building where you are, well, then guess what? Sometimes you might have to reduce and go and reduce, get rid of the building and bring your, bring your church to the house. Sometimes you might have to walk in Sometimes you might have to do that. And listen, and understand there's nothing wrong with that. 
There's no shit. There should be no shame in your game because, listen, sometimes God the Father will reduce you in order to increase you. In other words, let me put it in, let me put it in the words of Fantasia. Sometimes you've got to lose in order to win. And see what is the wrong, what is wrong with yes. many of us. We don't want to, we never want to lose. We never want to take two or three steps back in order for God to launch us, launch us five, five million feet or 5,000 feet into our destiny. We have to understand That's that when it. it comes to the small yes, church, when it comes to the small church, amen, we have to understand that God has a purpose for the small church just like he has for the big church. Yes, sir. Yes, when sir. I talk, when, we, when, we talk about the, when we talk about the benefits of the small church, we have to understand that, one, the small church has a stronger sense of family. The small church is supposed yes, to have a stronger sense of family. Uh, family. A small church is one, is one where almost everybody knows each other. Face-to-face interaction is much easier. Even when we don't remember our name, yes, the names sir. of the people, we remember the faces of the people. A small yeah. church is one where it is easy to develop familial relationships, a sense of family, which is proper, which is proper, according to First Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. In other words, we know who the elder is. We know who the older deacon is. We know who the, other, the older woman, uh, woman, the mother of the church is. We know who, the, the, you know, who, um, who takes out the garbage. We know the person, basically, that, you know, that's the usher. We know the person, people that sing on the choir. We know the people that, 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 you know, that works in the daycare and at the church. We know everybody. But as a matter of fact, we know. Matter of fact, a lot of times in a smaller church, in the smaller church, it is the pastor, basically, that is the one that cut the grass. It is the pastor, the one that cleans the church. It is the pastor, the one that goes out go, that goes out into the community and shake hands with the people and tell the people that the Lord loves them. Sometimes it is the pastor that goes, that, that takes on multiple roles. Sometimes it is the pastor's wife that's back in the back. Of the, now, 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 listen, listen, listen. Some of y'all might not know about this, and some of y'all might, you know, may not be familiar with this, but it's okay. But see, I grew up in the old home, the church. And in the old holiness church, you had the mother, the mother of the church, which was the pastor's wife, that would go in the back of the church while the pastor, while the bishop is preaching, and she's back in the back frying chicken and frying, you know, frying chicken and cornbread, you know, and butter beans and everything in the back, you know, in the back, you know, in the back what? of the church because of, you know, because in the kitchen of the church, because of the simple fact she knew that the people had to be fed. It was the mother, it was a friend, it was a friend, the, the friend or the, or the mother or the sister of the mother, amen, that went in the back, and, you and they were in the back washing the dishes, and they were doing different things. Amen. It was the mother. It was the mothers, the mothers of the church, and the first lady of the church that was basically back in the back of the church. That when one of the children, when one of the children got sick, or when one of the children fell and scraped their knee, it was them. It was those mothers that were sitting there while the pastor, while the bishop was preaching, and the deacons were out there supporting the deacon, was supporting the pastor or the, or the bishop. There was them that was put, that was putting, amen, uh, putting on ointment on uh, on on the children child's knee and they were bandaging, bandaging up the child. It was them that when a child was sick with a stomachache, they were laying hands with oil on the child, on the children, so that the children basically oh, yeah. could, uh, uh, I mean, 
you know, uh, so that the children basically can, can become uh, healed and delivered. It was the mothers of the church that 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 would come that would come in on Tuesday night, Tuesday Monday and Tuesday Wednesday night, even before Bible study, and they would come in, and it was the mothers that opened up the church, and the deacon, the deacon, and a few other other brothers would sit in the back, and they would guard the door and make sure that everything was good while the mothers were down at the altar, where they were down at the altar, and they were weeping with tears, praying for the bishop and praying. I mean, what, what, listen, check this out. While the bishop is while the bishop is working on his full time job at night, Amen. And the other people were working at the job. It was the mothers that was there that was mourning and they was weeping and they were saying, Lord. Lord, save our neighborhood. Lord, stop the people from being killed. But Lord, save the lives of the people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. See, these are the type mothers in order that you know that were out there. We didn't have see see nowadays we don't have too many those mothers anymore. A lot of those mothers have died out because we have mothers now, mothers and sisters now in the church that are like Cardi B. We have Megan the Stallion that is in the church now that's going around twerking and tweaking, and twerking and tweaking, and going around and you know dropping like it's hot and shaking the booty all over the place. Amen. Instead of instead of praying, instead of praying for the lost souls, they're not. They, listen, they're not praying for the. They, listen, they're not praying for the lost soul. They they basically catering and helping the souls be even lost while their souls are being lost. See, those are the type of people, mothers and sisters that we have in the church today. Those are the type of grandmothers that we have today. The grandmothers are too focused today. Today they're too focused on becoming cougars and trying to get younger men. Amen. Instead of focusing on instead of focusing Focusing, instead of focusing on having you know, a youthful that's spirit right, that's and right, being in the will of God, see, that, see that's that. See, see, see. When I was coming up, we didn't have that. We didn't have that. We had true women of God. We had true men and women of God, and that we could respect. Let me tell you, listen, 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 listen. No matter what their lifestyle, what, no matter what these women's lifestyle was, was, was like behind closed doors, no matter what the men's life was like behind closed doors, no matter whose house they came out of in the midnight hour and was slipping dipping and midnight tipping. Listen, on Sunday morning, you can best believe that they were repenting for their sins and saying, listen, Lord, I need you, Lord, to save and deliver me, God, because I know what I'm doing is wrong. And if that is what, that's the type of deal that we had, that, I mean, they had a relationship with the Lord. I mean, they knew to run back to the rock who was higher than they were. So we need to understand that when it comes to the small church, the small church Jesus. is with the place where where our, it's the small church is an opportunity to cross generational lines. It is a small church where children learn to relate to others besides their peers. It is in the small church where the young and old benefit from each other's strengths. Amen. It's a family of God. We must understand people of God. It is a wonderful thing. Amen. As the people of God, in order to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We amen when we go and we look at the scripture. Even in uh, St. Mark chapter 10, verses 20 through uh, 30, it tells us that Peter said to Jesus, look, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, all those who have left houses, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or farms for me and for the good news, amen, will get more than they left. In other words, Jesus said, listen, baby, if you forsake it all, therefore, I will be willing to reward you according to what your work should be. Amen. The family of 
God, people of God, is a wonderful blessing, and a blessing mostly, most often experienced in the small churches. We have to understand that there's nothing wrong with the small church. Amen. The small church amen, is the one, amen, where the people come together in unity. Amen. Everybody knows everybody. Yes, everybody knows everybody, and everybody knows everybody's business, but one to think about the small church, amen, one thing about the small church is that people can talk about them all day long, and yes, people in the small church talk about each other, but one thing they will say, amen, you can talk about, in the small church, they say, listen, I would, I can talk, amen, about such and such, sister so-and-so, I can talk about nigga so-and-so, but they'll tell somebody from the outside, Negro, you better not talk about them, excuse me, <laughs> amen, they'll say, but you better not talk about them, you better not say nothing about them, why, because, amen, I know what I know, but you better not say nothing about them. The small church will stand up for you because of the simple fact it. they know you and they know you intimate. And they know you in an intimate way. I'm not talking about a sexual way. I'm not talking about a mess dealing with your flesh. But I'm saying they know you. They know you in a in an intimate way in the spirit. Amen. They know you. I mean, their hearts are twined together. Right. We, and that's what we need to understand as the people of God that small church leaders don't to allow anybody to discourage you. And because you have purpose here on earth, because it's a smaller church that can reach people that the that the big church cannot reach. Hey, let's continue to go on. Another thing about the smaller church is that greater opportunities. Uh, they have, you have a, when you are a new born again believer, amen, in the smaller church, you have an opportunity to grow. You have an opportunity to grow. That means that yes, there's nothing do. wrong. I'm not, I'm, listen, listen, I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. is wrong, amen, with, with, you, you know, with using a silver tongue influential words. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that in the smaller church, they can actually take the time to break everything down. They don't have to have 15 services mm-hmm. and they have to rush you out. They don't have to rush you out, amen, after the first mm-hmm. and the second the 14th service. No, they can actually stop and they can talk to you. And then when they stop and then when they stop and talk to you, you can actually shake the pastor's hand without the pastor without the pastor looking at you crazy, talking about who are you and what is your name again. See, amen, in the smaller church, amen, the smaller church can come together and they will they will know you a lot of times by name. Again, if they don't know you by name, then they know you by face. And a lot of times they'll turn around and look at you and say, well, ain't you sister so-and-so's son? Or ain't you sister so-and-so, brother, so-and-so, daughter, that is what they will say to you. Why? Because they might not know you by, by name, but they know you by face, and they know your family lineage. Amen. Great our again. And the smaller church, you got opportunities to grow. Amen. And you can also ask questions during Bible study. Amen. And you can ask questions after church. Why? Because it's a smaller church. Amen. You don't have to wait and send the pastor an email and say, well, pastor, you know, or you know, pastor, pastor, you know, can I, you know, pastor, can I set up a meeting because I need to ask you about something and then the pastor's like, when you get to the meeting, the pastor look at you like, oh, I said that. Oh, I said that. Well, uh, you know, let me get all my notes. Let me go get my notes because I don't remember saying that. And so but that's what we need to understand. Uh, another thing, more likely than we, are, than we are needed, the roles to fulfill are not that much different between large churches and smaller churches. Uh, roles such as serving in public worship, Bible classes, etc., where the larger, smaller number of teachers, preachers, song leaders, etc., that, uh, that all, they all are needed in, and about the, same, about the same. So in other words, basically what I'm saying in a nutshell, is that basically 
If you need teachers, they're in the smaller church. If you need a preacher, they're in the smaller church. If you need a choir, they're in the smaller church. If you need a praise team, they're in the smaller church. If you need a song leader, they're in the by a small church. If you need the Bibles, they're in the smaller church. Whatever you need, yet you can find in the big church. You basically can find in the smaller church, but you can just find it more on a sincere level. A lot of times in a smaller church, then you can a big one. Now I'm not saying that they ain't some big small, they ain't some bigger. Some, I'm not saying that they're not some bigger sincere people in the bigger churches. I'm just saying a lot of times you can find it more a more intimate and, and you can find it more intimately in the smaller yes. church. Hey, when we move on and we let's talk about the ratio of roles to yes. members is usually much greater in smaller churches simply because we do not have a large yes. pool of members to choose from. Therefore there's often a greater need in smaller churches. Amen. More more than likely we are used smaller larger churches often require a large rotation in its use of members opportunities to preach teach classes serve in public worship may be rare one may have the opportunity to be used only once in a long while yeah in other words when we're talking about the bigger church no disrespect to the bigger churches amen you amen if you are preacher there more than likely you probably won't get to preach as much as you want to preach amen but in a smaller church you will get a chance to preach more often, Amen. If you if you're at a point where you have a general idea, Amen, that you want to start a new committee, where more than likely in the larger church is not going to happen a lot of times because everybody's already in place, and you probably got to fight three to four hundred people just to be able to get your turn. Which basically your turn would be that you'll probably end up turning over your grave before you make a turn or turnover in the grave before you get the opportunity to serve on certain committees. Why? Because you have people that are fighting and. You got about two or three hundred people in front of you. So you have to, we have to understand, beloved, uh-huh. that when it comes to the smaller church, maybe there's that intimacy there. Another thing, smaller churches use those willing to serve more frequently. In other words, when it comes to the smaller church, you'll get an opportunity to, to serve. You get an opportunity to work and get an opportunity to grow. Because see, here's the thing, amen. The best way to grow people or to help people to grow is by them uh, uh, by putting them to work, putting them to work, putting them to work. A lot of times, when you're able to work, when you're able to work, and you're able to work out. The word of God, amen, in the congregation, amen, and you have a specific job or duty in there, in the, at the church, it gives you that opportunity in order to grow. Some churches, some larger churches, you don't get that opportunity. You don't get that opportunity to grow. In other words, somebody says, somebody says, listen, in a larger church, listen, you know what, I've been waiting, you know, I've been waiting, you know, I've been waiting to get that spot in order to be, get first, get first lead in the, uh, in the choir. Well, I want to sing a song. Well, more than likely, you don't get a chance to sing a song because sister, brother, so-and-so has been up there for the last 20 years, and they're not going anywhere. And as soon as they and and, 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 check, and check this out, they, check this out. They might they check, they might be sick and in the hospital, but as soon as they find out that you or me want that opportunity to see, guess what? You all of a sudden see a miraculous healing occur, and you will see them stand up. They can barely can barely hardly sing or walk, but they stand up because they trying to hold that spot. In the small right. church, people get the opportunity to work together. Smaller church people get a chance to work together. Um. um and there's more opportunities, all right? Another thing we need to understand is that out of the necessity at times, 
but can also be by design. Smaller churches often, often the training is a training ground where leaders for larger churches develop their skills. So in other words, let me break this down to you. So a lot of times we get so ooh and ah and all googly eyed and, you, you know, and everything at the larger churches, but we forget all about that a lot of these people in the larger churches or bigger churches come from the smaller churches. They came from the smaller churches. And a lot of the of the larger churches, the bigger churches, a lot of the big, the largest churches and the bigger churches, they had to start off small. The larger and the the larger and the small and the bigger churches, they start off small. They started off small. They haven't always been big. They had to start off from the from the from the, from the foundation and from the root, and the, just like everybody else did. More likely than we are missed, one's absence is more keenly felt in a small church. So in other words, would you like to be at a church that when you're not there, you're actually missed? You go to a large church and so many people that's there, they don't even know. Look, you're like a drop in the bucket. You can actually miss, you can actually miss 364 days, 364 days out, of, out of the entire year and just show back up. And they look at you like, you back. Now, 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 who are you again? Oh, and that's what I'm so. saying. But in a smaller church, they know where you're missing. They know where you're missing. You had a pastor, you had a pastor sit up and stand up in the pulpit, looking out, and the artist's like, wait a minute, what's what the brother someone's away? Somebody better call him. Somebody better call Somebody need to call him. That's for the smaller and the medium-sized church. Understand that especially when a role needs to be filled like a Bible class teacher or, 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 or the preacher on that Sunday morning, somebody going to go find Brother Deacon so-and-so. I don't care. Listen, listen I, don't, I don't care how cockeyed, how cockeyed, and how, and how cockeyed he or she is. They're going to miss them. They're going to say, that's all right. You know what? When they miss it, let me tell you something. Another thing about a smaller church, a lot of times in a smaller church, when a person is reading the Bible, or when they read it something and they mess up, guess what? You have somebody out there praying saying, Lord, help them, Lord. Lord, bless them, Lord. In the larger church, you try that. You mess up reading in a larger church. Many of them are going to just laugh at you. And you are not going to get that opportunity to go back out there and to, uh, 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 to read again. That's right. And the scorning and the scorning that you might get from the pastor and whoever else behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all, all bigger churches are bad, but what I'm saying is that don't neglect the intimacy of the small church to go run to the big church thinking that you're getting something different, thinking that you're getting something because Uh-oh. you, ooh, ah, and oh. In other words, don't jump out the frying pan into the skillet. That's right. Uh-oh. Make sure that you know what you're doing. Make sure you know what you're doing. That's right. Because God can use you. God can use people just as great at the smaller church as he used at the big church. And a lot of times at the smaller church, they ain't that much entertainment. I'm just going to be honest. Another thing we need to understand is for those, if you need encouragement, this is very, very important. It's too easy to get lost in the crowd in the big church. But in the small church, baby, you ain't going to get lost. Everybody know who you are. That's right. Yeah, that's it. And I'm gonna tell you something else about the bigger church and the large and the large church. 
you know, for us that like to, you know, to have our specialty dish that we love to cook. Oh, can't nobody burn macaroni like me. Oh, I know I can burn a taste, especially when it comes to some sweet potato pie. You try that. You try to take that at the bigger church. The bigger church gonna look at you like you're crazy because you got about thirty to forty other people that's there, or two hundred other people that's there that can burn a taste too. Okay. They think that everything wow. they cook it has a signature on it. But you go to the mm-hmm. but look, but you go but you go to the small church. Guess what? Everybody bringing all their food together. So, oh, so and so, you know, bring that, bring that, bring, bring that hot macaroni and cheese that you bring. Girl, can't nobody else cook that like you. That's right. Good. Mm-hmm. Mother so and so can burn a taste. Lord have mercy. Mother so and so, you know that. Mother so and so, so, you know that. You know that three layer cake that you make every year. For, you know for the Christmas. You know for the Christmas banquet. You better bring that cake. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> That's in the smaller church. That's in a small and a medium church. But you go to the big church and you go you will go to big church and you go walk in there, you go walk in there, they look at you like uh, who could that? Who you? I know you ain't gonna bring nothing here. Uh uh-uh, uh, no 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 baby, uh uh-uh, no no no. Baby, uh we gonna take we're gonna take that stuff and we're gonna put that like like you know, like on the back somewhere. On the back table, which is not too far from the trash can. Okay. Somebody know what I'm talking about. But that's what they do. That's what they do. Very disrespectful. Because there's some other people, there's so many people that are there, they can burn a taste. They can cook. Or they'll tell you, or you walk in there with your, with your your famous potato salad. You walk in there with, they're looking at you like, uh, what uh, what you gonna do with that bowl? What's that in that bowl? Uh, We getting our food catered. We don't need that. You can can take that mess and put it in the garbage can. Because we ain't having that. You, you might want to take that on back to the house. But that's the way they talk to you. And they look and it hurts your feelings. Whereas in a small church, even where even where even you know where it is in a small church, people know. People might know you can't cook. People might know that you that that when that, that when you bring something that that, that every that every time you get in it, that listen, when you say the word stove, the food already burned. And you ain't even put the stove on. People already look at people that know that. But you know what they do? They show you that love. They show you that love. And they say, you know what? Mother so-and-so, sister, brother so-and-so, go ahead and bring it. It's okay. And they get among each other. Listen, we know that. Listen, we know she can't or he can't cook. But they think they can. So what we're going to do, we're just going to take it. We're just going to welcome it. And they'll stand up in front of the church and say, we thank sister or brother or brother so-and-so for bringing that, bringing that, bringing the upside down cake. We thank mm-hmm. you for the offering. Mother, sister, or brother, keep on doing it. And they know, they know that every time you cook a cake, that it's always raw in the middle. But they're not going to tell you it's raw in the middle. They're just going to take it. They're just going to take it and say, listen, they're going to take it in love and say, listen, it's the thought. That count. Lord bless the Lord. Bless him, Lord, for doing it. Amen. And they even tell people, they even tell people in the congregation, buy one of her cakes. Buy one of his cakes. Even though you know it's raw in the middle, don't talk about it, just buy it. <laughs> just to help them out. Mm-hmm. But in a small church, 
the intimacy. That's what they'll do. Now, understand, of course, there are many things at a large church that basically can be done that a small church cannot. But the small churches have the beliefs that, that, need, that we need to be appreciated. Then they all, but, and, and they also have their obligations. So understand that just because of a small church, it does not mean that the small church is more insignificant than the big church. Amen. The small churches will understand that we as a brethren, we need, that we as brethren, we need to take notice when we begin to show signs of weaknesses. So the big churches are able to identify the weaknesses that take place at a very, very quickly. When we go to Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 2, New International Version, it says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is called in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore the person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may be, you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. In other words, in a small church, we can actually get together. Yes, we're going to talk about each other. I'm just going to tell you that now. But we're also going to come together and pray with you too. Whereas, and in a small church, if they're living according to God's word, you're going to get called out. But I'd rather get called out for my sin and I make it into to eternal rest with, with Christ Jesus than to not be, to be in a large church where I get all this entertainment and not be called out and my soul be lost. Amen. Yes. Amen. So that's what we have to understand. That's what we have to understand. But while we're still talking about the small church, we need to understand that there are obligations of the small church too. The small church got some obligations, church. One, it has the obligation of a nurture sense of family. In other words, we're yes. family, congregationally, by providing opportunity for spiritual fellowship. Remember the Bible classes? Gospel meetings, etc. Visitation programs that encourage the weak, minister to the sick, sick individually by providing opportunities for hospitality, inviting others into our homes, going out together, getting together for social occasions such as potlucks. Come on, don't get quiet over because I know a lot of y'all like oh like a good potluck out there. Come, come, many of y'all love to eat out there. And I want nobody to try to try to rebuke. I want nobody to try to rebuke me talking about, talking about the apostle talking, Dr. Peterson talking about luck. He talking about luck. I'm blessed. We'll call it pot bless. Bless pot. Whatever you want to call it. But it's all but, but it's all eating. It's all eating. Excuse my comment. Excuse my comment vernacular, but it's all eating. It's all about the food. Yes, in the fellowship. Y'all know that. I don't know why y'all playing playing with me like that. And understand, as we seek to nourish our sense of family, we must be careful not to just limit our efforts to those in our physical families. In other words, when it comes to a small church, a lot of times small churches say, you know what, let's everybody get together. Let's all everybody get together. I remember as a young boy growing up, I remember as a young boy growing up, and I would always come, in my, uh, and every summer I had, I was forced to come to the South. And, and one thing about coming to the, the coming to the south is that I always notice is that, that it would always be my bishop. I lie to you not. The man had an excellent memory. I, that man had an excellent memory, even though he was old, but he had an excellent memory. He said, "You know yeah. what? You said." He said, "You, you know what? You said so and so grandson." 
And I would always say, yes, sir, because if I didn't say, yes, sir, I knew, I, I, I knew a backhand was coming. I didn't know which way it was coming, but I knew it was coming. And so, and so, and what would, and what would end up happening is that we all go to the bishop's house. Hmm. We all go to the bishop's house. Yeah, we go to the bishop's house. He'll put us in, I remember, he put us in his white Cadillac. We all get together. We go to the bishop's house. I sat up in the front seat because he wouldn't be, you know, because, you know, because he, he you know, he called me his little traveling boy. And he would always mm-hmm. talk to me. Boy, you always, you always coming up from up north and you're coming back down to the south with this country folk. And that's what he would tell me. And, he, and, I mean, and, and he would just talk to me. And I'm saying a sense of family. A sense of family. That's that sense of family. We get over his house. I was always up to pray. Boy, prayer to food. So I was always stuck with that. And so, and his wife walking around just smiling, just grinning from ear to ear, everybody having a good time, just praying, you know, praising the Lord, you know, thanking God for everything. And we're eating real good. And we all would just, I mean, we would eat to our heart's content. But we all enjoyed each other. But that's being in the, that's the sense of being in the smaller church, though. I didn't get that in the big church. I got that in the small church. And that meant so much to me as a young man and as a youth because of the simple fact I knew for a fact that my bishop actually cared. I had access to my bishop, and I was happy for that. Good old days. Family. And that's what we have to understand. In the small church, you get the, the, the nurture sense of family. Another thing, again, remember we talked about the opportunity growth? Yes, training, training, training those willing to learn and serve. That means, that means you got the men and women's class. You got the serving in public worship, preaching, teaching. You got the ladies' class, the teaching ladies and children. In other words, in other words, a lot of stuff that's in the church now would not be there. You got the mothers. Listen, the mothers, the mothers of the church actually took the time and took the young women on. And the, and the, and the young girls took them on hands-on. It was hands-on what they did. They taught them. They taught them how to cook. They taught them how to soak. Like I told that group, the old, the old school way, okay? They taught them how to sew. They taught them how to cook. They taught, taught them, you know, you know, made sure that, that the women could cook and the men. But they always made sure the women could cook because they always told them, you know, that, that basically a man looking for a woman that can cook. Don't a man know when a man or a woman can't cook. And then, as the, and then as the young men, they were, we were always taught by the, you know, by the, you know, we was always taught that, you need to know how to, you know, know how to take care of yourself in case you don't never get married. So we was always taught, and we was taught how to be young men, and we was taught how to be responsible. Nowadays, our youth are dying at the age of twenty and before twenty. Yes. Because the church is too busy trying to entertain them. The church is too busy trying to, you know, put this out there, put that out there, you know, trying to make them. And, and I'm not saying anything's wrong, you know, with dancing, you know, to good gospel music. But what I'm saying is, you know, they're you know, you know, the influencing the dance, they influence them to go out, you know, and be like little gangsters, which ain't nothing but just little punks. They going around carrying guns, gunslinging. For, for what? It's like, fool, what you going to protect? You ain't got no turf. Game banging, doing all the do, doing all this stuff that ain't necessary, and excuse my coming vernacular, and that's what I'm saying. So the church basically has an obligation, and we have failed. We have failed our youth. We failed. The, matter of fact, the church itself, 
We as a church, we have failed so many people. We fail people because we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And what we do a lot of times, we put all the responsibility on the preacher. Even though the preacher has given us the God's word and everything, but we put all the obligation on the preacher. And see, we have to understand as the preacher and lay members, it is our job to go out and to win souls for Christ. But we can't do it if we, you know, if we don't have the intimacy of the small church and we don't have get that word of God in us. See, the small church makes sure you get the word of God in you. And that's what people want to run away from. Another thing, in the small church, there's that watch for stagnation. In other words, in a small church, a lot of times you can't be stagnant. The true small church, you ain't going to be stagnant. In other words, you can't just sit there and look, and sit there and look around and twiddle your thumbs and talk about, oh, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to come, you know, to this service and, you know, and, 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 you know, and I'm not going to come to that service and I'm going to do this, that, and that third. Uh-uh, let me tell you, back when I was coming up, if you, was, if you was young and you was at the club, let me tell you, you will look up and you might see the mother of the church show up at the club where you, where you are at. You, some of the men will be at the bar. Guess what? You might see the deacon show up at the bar. He, and look, and he's not showing up at the look. And he's showing up at the bar in order for the drink with you. He's showing up at the bar to call you out and to ask you why you at the bar. Oh boy, this is hard because pe- people just got quiet. But this is what they were doing. And they, and they would literally stand outside the bar, the club, and they would talk to you about the Lord and, talk, and, and listen and would talk to other people that was around that wanted to listen. Oh, my God. That, that's what they were doing. They were not playing. So you were talking about gangsters? Oh, they were some gangsters. They were gangsters. They had no problem. They didn't care. Because, listen, all the family members, let me tell you, the women of old, they used to pick up the phone. And say, guess what? I got a daughter, a granddaughter, or a daughter, or a son or grandson that's out at the club. Yes, I told them not to go. They said, really? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you got you got three or four three or four mothers of the church going exactly where you are. If they know you at a wow. club and they got a, they know you at the bar and they literally have a uh, an address, oh, they gonna show up. They gonna show up. And when they show up, oh, you knew they showed up. You know, you knew when they showed up. And they went and they pulled you out of the crowd. They pulled, they found you in that crowd. And they went by there. They didn't care about the drinking or smoking. And they will, and, and look, and look, and they just walk, and they just walk up and they'll say, uh, so-and-so. You turn around, you're like, oh, my God. That's mother so-and-so in the church. What, the, what in the world? And she said, come here. Get out of this line. You got a business like get out of this line. What 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 you think you're doing? Amen. What? Amen. Why didn't I see you in church? Why didn't I see you at a at a YPWW? Why ain't see you in church? But and you and you standing there and your little friends laughing at you. And guess what? They get them too. And what you laughing at? I better see you in there. Look Sunday morning. I better see you there. 
That's what they did. Now, now you don't see that now. You know what you see now? You you stand up in the line, you stand up in the line at the club, or you pay your admission to get in. When you get wind in, guess what? You see Mother Teresa and all the rest of them up there bouncing. I mean, just bouncing and, and swinging on the pole. You like is that Mother So and So? That's Mother So and So that was just shouting the church just Sunday. But she up there bouncing, showing 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 her God knows showing her God knows everything. Uh, Giving lap dances and everything. That's what you see now. That's the type of behavior you see now. Right. You look for Bishop So and So. You walk inside of a, of a place now, you see Bishop so and so. He the one throwing. Listen, he the one throwing. He, he the one throwing the singles. Him and the deacon sitting in the corner, throwing throwing the singles on the stage. That's the stuff you see now. That's right. Jesus. That's the stuff we see now. We didn't used to see this stuff, but that's the stuff we see now. Talking about that's oh right. yeah, the Lord gonna forgive him. He 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 he. And they agree. Yeah. Talking about the Lord gonna forgive him. What? Are you serious? No shame. As the people of God, we have to understand that, again, in the warm church, in the small churches, there's that warm feeling. There's the advantage of the small congregation. There's a lot of friendliness. There used to be friendliness. But in some churches, there's still that friendliness and that love is still there. Mm. I've been to some, I've been to many big churches. Go inside the big church, a lot of times, not all of them, but a lot of them, they look at you like you're crazy, like, uh, who are you? Yeah. We don't know you. Why are you here? That's right. I've been in some small churches. I've been in some small churches. they even colder. I've been in some smaller churches. they even colder. Because they think there's somebody which they're really not. So, so that's the Peter said, why why did you even present this sermon? Why in the world are you even talking about smaller churches? Because there are advantages and disadvantages in both congregations, but what you have to understand is that as a small church, and if you're a church planner, you have to understand that you, your job is to focus on your strengths in the small congregation. Because the whole... The whole deal at the end of the day and the whole goal is for you to become stronger, for you to move forward and do with us, said the Lord. Yes, Lord. See, see, the big, see some of the bigger churches, if they want to go out and they want to have the show, they want to go out and, you know, they want to put on a performance for the people, but then so be it. But smaller churches and medium-sized churches, we need to be at a point whereas we're actually leading people to Christ. Remember, narrow is the way to eternal life, but broad is the way to lead to destruction. We need to we need to focus on God. That's right. We need to focus on God. That's what we need. We we need to take the people back to the basics. A lot of us we don't want to take people back to the basics because we're not at the basics. We don't want to acknowledge the basics. We reject the basics. That's the problem. We don't want to get right. We're too, we're too busy focusing on a bunch of foolishness. Instead of That's focusing right. on what God would have for us to do. We're worried about, we're worried about, listen, we're focusing on 
the minors instead of focusing on the majors. We're doing like the Pharisees and Sadducees. We're straining at a net and swallowing a camel. Many of us don't, many of us are not focusing on doing the work of the Lord. Many of us are trying to find excuses of how to get out of doing the work of the Lord. God has called us unto righteousness. He's called us unto holiness and to purity. That's what he's called us to. He has called us so that we might live a life that is pleasing in the sight in his sight. Amen. Many of us Jesus. we're just like the church of Laodicea in the book of Revelation Revelations. Many of us are in that category where Jesus is gonna say, I wish that you were hot or cold. Because you but because you're lukewarm, I spit out my mouth. In other words, you make me hurl, That's you right. make me throw up. Right. Amen. All because all because we're focusing on I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. Be like Jesus. Absolutely. We need to focus on trying to be like Jesus. That's who we need to focus on. Forget trying to focus on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's what we need to focus on. Again, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with your church being small. There's nothing wrong with having a small church. It's just what you do with God is giving you. That's right. That's it right there. You sit right there. It's just, it's just like what I heard somebody say, and you can take this any way you want to, okay? Mm-hmm. They say it doesn't matter about the size. It doesn't matter about the size. It's how you work it. It doesn't matter about the number. It's how you work it. That's it. You can have a small vision. You can have a small vision. And that you can work that small vision that that you can basically win the masses. Mm-hmm. See, that is the reason why I have declared, and somebody might tell me I'm crazy, but you know what? I'm okay with this, though. I have no desire to be a celebrity pastor. I don't care. That's right. That's not my desire. Mm-hmm. My desire is to help people get to heaven, including myself. My God. I don't care. I don't care about that other stuff. I don't care about where, but I don't care about, you know, and like I said, everybody's different. Everybody's different. But I have no desire. I don't care. I just want to help people get to heaven. That is my desire. Amen. All the degrees that I have, all the anointing that God has, has, lo- has, has loaned me, I want to use that mm-hmm. for his glory. That's what I'm concerned about. I don't care if I don't Amen. never step on uh, a yeah, national yeah, pulpit. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Amen. I don't care. Amen. I really don't care. I, my desire is to help people get to heaven. That's right. And when it's all over, that, that, that my Heavenly Father look at me and say, servant, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's where Amen. I want to be. Amen. My God. That's where I want to be. Yes. But check this out, though. Now, here's it, and I want you to listen to me good. You don't have to be broke, busted, and disgusted in order to win souls of Christ. Understand that. And don't be, just because you want to win souls of Christ don't mean you got to be broke now. Okay? I just want to put that insert. Because a lot of people think that 
Well, you know, the Bible says, you know, rich man can't enter to the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you something. Rich man, a rich man cannot enter to the kingdom of heaven if he is putting those things before God. Yes. That's why most, right. most rich That's men right. would never make it. Amen. Because they're putting, because they made their, their wealth their God. But when right. you make, but when you let God be God in your life, and let Amen. God be the God that gave you the wealth, and you're a good steward of the wealth that God has given you. Amen. You can sit back and you can you can sit back and you can live real good, all day Amen. every day. Amen. So we have to understand that. So just because you save and just because you want to win people to Christ, you know, and you want the Lord to use you, don't mean you got to be broke, busted, and disgusted. We might as well get out of that mentality right now. Let That's it go. Right. Because I don't make because because. Because broke, busted, and disgusted, that don't go together with the, with, with the kingdom. That's Amen. not kingdom-minded. That's Amen. being deceived. That's being deceived by the adversary. Amen? Amen. Amen. And God bless you. Amen. Thank you for the word. Amen. It was awesome. Amen. My God, that was powerful. That was powerful. That was powerful. Awesome. My God, that was a mouthful. When I mean, that's yeah, a mouthful. <laughs> Oh Jesus! I mean, we thank God for that word. You know, Amen. Yes, it was. Amen. Amen. Strength coming numbers. Strength coming numbers, and just like I was saying the other the other week, Amen. Whether you know it or not, yeah, we may be small churches collectively, but we're the mega church. Why? Because we are one man, one one mind, one sound. And when you in the kingdom, it don't matter what denomination or what church you come from or what. When you come together, the spirit dwells in unity among the people, amen, not in the building. Amen. And we thank God for that. And that, I, and I think, like I said, the pandemic has really taught um, taught some of us, but uh, some of us still haven't got the concept yet, Apostle. Some of us have not got that a concept yet of what how, what can be done. Um, how they can how they can really make themselves better, Amen. And this uh, tonight was really truly a self inventory check, and Amen. all the way from the all the way from, all from head to toe, um, how Amen. we have to examine ourselves. Really, just put passion in what God has given us. Um, and yes, the church, you're right. Uh, the Bible Amen. says, "Do not despite the small things." Amen. Do not suspect the small things. And that's what he did. A lot of people, despite the small things, but they don't really how much more damage we could do in the kingdom when everybody is working together. Amen. So Amen. that was that was a powerful, that definitely was a powerful Amen. word from heaven. On time. Tonight. On time. My God. Amen. On time. Amen. On time tonight. Amen. Amen. So on this open, I just want to give a special shout out. Amen to Apostle Nicholas out of Nairobi. He's listening tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Raymond, thank you for, for coming in tonight. Amen. Rachel, come and thank you for coming in for listening in the link on tonight. God bless you. Amen. There's a few other people. Amen. And on um, there, and we God bless the family. Amen. Everybody that was on tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, four churches line. Amen. That are on this line tonight. And we thank God. We give God glory. Amen for what he is doing. Amen. And this was truly a learning experience and a word that was abundantly word. Amen. That we yes. can take 
amen, and run with it, you know, because once you have a vision, you know, just like Apostle said, you can take that vision and that vision can expand. Um, and, and I can truly amen. say, I can truly attest to that. And many others can that have amen. been with me since, you know, since we had started uh, Apostle, amen. Uh, we started out small, right? But then when I realized amen. that, you know, sometimes God has pl- placed me in a position that sometimes uh, your ministry can outgrow the walls. Amen. And it, it has outgrew the walls. So I had we had to do what we needed to do in this pandemic. And when when some of the churches mm-hmm. felt like they were handicapped, right? Because they used to shun the smaller churches and they shun everything else. Mm-hmm. But then they had no choice to put the, put the wise up and step up on their own. Amen. Amen. Many of them would not do these things. Amen. Yeah. So I mean, the, and the, and it was the smaller churches that had the the mega mindset. Amen. It's a mega mindset. Amen. It's not. It's not about uh, like you said, making. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. You get blessed. They bless you with it. Yes, uh, uh, a servant is worthy of it. He's worthy of it. She is worthy of it. Amen. I said, but Amen. we're going in there to expand the kingdom. Um, to expand the kingdom. So when you expand the kingdom, I mean, like you said, we are all over the world. Like and like I said, we're currently right now in what twenty, what thirty-one countries now. We're trying to, we're pushing, our goal is to push towards 85 or even more countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, 41 states, amen, we're we're aiming to push. We're aiming to push, you know. And um, we've been doing this a lot even before. It started to kick amen. like this. and But with the pandemic, like I said, because no one wants to come out the building. Nobody want to come out nowhere. It's mad. You got people in other countries. Amen. They're making smaller churches. I'm going to tell you. Apostle, this was prophetic what you said, because even the smaller churches that's in, in them other countries, they're gathering in, in among their houses now. Um, just because the men the ministry we 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 are expanding, and then they say, Hey, I want to connect with you, I want to do this, I want I want to build a ministry here in mm-hmm. this area, I want to build in Panab, I want to build, amen. If that's what your desire, it's gonna take the kingdom. For us to work together as a unit to make Amen. a mega church, you know, Amen. mega church people, like you said, people feel like mega church is really old. I got a big building, I got four thousand members. I can remember that I, 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 when I spoke to this, spoke to this bishop, and he told me like I got, he has, oh, he said I have over three three thousand members, and I would like you to speak in front of three thousand. I said, well, what's the purpose of having all our members and you don't even know their names? You don't know their names. You don't know their addresses. The only thing you know is when they, they yeah, you don't spend no time with them. There's no intimacy. You look at the, 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 the number of staff that's in there. There's not enough staff in there to even handle 3,000 people. You know, and, and just like you said, there's no intimacy. People can't grow. So all they doing is sitting on their behind in the church, sitting on the bench, doing nothing. You know, mm-hmm. and we don't, you know, and we're supposed to outgrow and supposed to expand. People with people that like, they think that you can't do and they say, oh, you'll never make it or you'll never be able to do anything. You go on a smaller church. They see they see they see the potential in you. And guess what? They're going to push you. Amen. Now, we talk about the ones that's not jealous Amen. of their leader, jealous of the ones that they train. Because you, if you're right. jealous of the one that you train, there's something wrong, too. You know, and, and, and that's not a special. I'm telling you out to the preachers. If you have a problem with somebody, your spiritual children expanding past and you, 
then there is a problem of jealousy. The only one that needs to be jealous is, 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 is God. He's the only one that's a jealous God. But we spend a lot of time trying to tell the people that we cannot go nowhere. So we're in spiritual bondage. We're in spiritual this and tied and everything because they don't want, they don't want to go forth. They don't want the people to go forth. They don't want the leaders to go forth. I mean, if you Amen. plant, if you are a planter, a planter is going to plant, like you say, add some water on it and watch them grow, you know? And at least you can say, hey, I got a crown. I, I got to start my crown. Why? Because I planted. I sold. Even the people on the street, I sold. I did this. God allowed me to do that as a, as a servant to do that. So we're planting, we're sowing, and we're watering. And guess what? We're doing a lot more Amen. damage in the kingdom than a lot of, a lot of regular Amen. churches like you said so-called mega Amen. churches i'm gonna say that's right so-called mega church but they don't realize we're the mega church we're the mega church Amen. why because we're coming with the idea we're coming with that divine intervention that's coming directly from heaven and we're turning that vision Amen. and we're running with it amen so possible Amen. hats off to you I really that was that was the word that was to me a confirmation for me Amen. to yes. let me know that me I can still continue to grow and we can still continue yes, to move and too. still the churches the smaller amen. churches that God allowed me to plant amen over 11 yes. churches amen allowed me to plant and, and some they, they left and some whatever it don't matter but I plant them and then the ones that stayed amen I thank God for that for the for the churches the, the ministries and that they're growing you know, Amen. they're not letting nobody talk and they, oh, she's not a controlling spirit. She got this. Now, I ain't no controlling Amen. spirit. Y'all just do what y'all want to do because y'all out of order. Amen. I said, but I believe Amen. in order. And even if I'm out of order, somebody need to correct my behind. Let's be real. Amen. That's all you know, that's how we grow. That's how we gonna grow. You know what I'm saying? The further Amen. you go, the more you grow. If you you go the more you grow but if you don't go nowhere mm-hmm. you're still teaching the same thing you're saying the same thing over and over and over where is your growth Amen. you wonder why nobody is not coming around you because there's no growth i'm I, mm-hmm. I i promise you i said i would not have no one cover me or nobody ain't got no darn growth Amen. you That's can't it. even pull paper out of a bag no you need to grow if I'm going to grow, if your children is outgrowing you, that means that you did something and planted something and that they're growing. Don't get mad at outgrowing you. Be proud. They may be the one to carry on the next generation. Our children that we have, they're going to carry on the next mantle when we go. That's right. Because that's their responsibility. And guess what? Then when they expand, it's still going to be a mega church. Because we are Amen. strong in numbers. Man, I'm going to tell you, that was, a, that was a word for every tonight. That was a word I look every for every week. If people don't think y'all don't get no food, get fed. Leaders have to get fed too. Come on, somebody. They got to get fed. And sometimes you got to be careful what, you, what, you, what table you eat off of. Because if you eat off the wrong table, sometimes we'll get food poisoning, eating off the wrong folks' table. Absolutely. Especially releasing that word, and I don't want to get stomach viruses and, and, and all that stuff Amen. in the spiritual realm because I'm this is some jacked up stuff. Amen. Exactly. 
So mm -hmm. God isn't allowing us in this season. God allow us. He, he said he's bringing back the real church, the real ecclesia. And like you said, it has nothing to do with how many people. It's about the quality of it. And when you when the quality of the, of the church is effective, you can build. It can be kingdom-minded people. They don't mind working. They will expand it at all costs. But if you're worrying about numbers and then when the numbers shoot down, all of a sudden now you got to shut down the church, right? Because you ain't got no money to pay your bills. So you got to rob from um, from Peter to steal from Paul to pay your bills, and you and you cannot pay your bills because you're relying on other folks. No, 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 don't do that. We have to rely on Him. The Bible said it's the outlook towards the hill from coming my up and my up coming from the Lord. Amen. And some yes, we need to work. The ones who have the ability to work, you need to work. Point blank. Amen. Amen. And if you can't, you're not able to work, God open up the door for businesses and find, but if you got to work in order to get that business. You got to make mm -hmm. generate some type of income to make that business. It takes about mm -hmm. five years, almost three to five years for it to really to work in your favor with a business. Mm -hmm. So get a job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about the leaders. That's men and women. Amen. Amen. We excluded men and women. We can work. We young folks can work. Like, like the people Amen. say, young tenderonies. Yeah, we can work. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And we, we give God the glory. On to, oh, my God. That was just, uh, that was, man, I'm telling you, I've on tonight. Apostle, we appreciate you. We appreciate Amen. you so much. Amen. We appreciate you so much. And I am so glad to call him my brother. Amen. My brother. Amen. That's my ride and die. And I will punch you in the eye. Amen. That's my type of brother right there. <laughs> amen. And he is a amen. So we give glory on to family tonight. Amen. The first family amen. on tonight. Amen. Prophetess, I love amen. you so much. Amen. Prophetess, I love you so much. Amen. amen. We are amen. Amen, a family and a unit that we need to stand together and fight and dance. Amen. And uh, we're, we're thanking for everybody that actually were listening and that's still on. Amen. Just so that let us know that, amen, people are coming in, even when we don't even send the link out, they're still coming in. Amen. Mm -hmm. To listen mm -hmm. amen, to amen throughout. So that to me, that says volume and that says something, um, volume and something. You're not worrying about whether people going to show up or not. Because they always show up, whether you know it or not, they're there. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So we thank God on tonight. Amen. Prophetess Lang, I hear you out there. Special blessing to you, Mom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord for the word of God. Praise God. Yes, I just, I just laughed because a lot of that stuff that he was talking about, what my grandparents did, you know, and, and stuff like that. They'll go and just pull you out of your house and say, well, where were you ain't church today? You know, they didn't, exactly. they just went because there was a part of the, the family. I mean, they actually literally knocked on your door after they got out of church and just said, well, where were you? You know, and, and, and mm -hmm. so they let you know that they really cared, you know, and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. those prayer warriors, honey, they stayed up all night long when they go to church early and have an extra day. And they would go and get in the church and get in the church and get on the face, the face, of, get on church and get on the ground and pray and pray and pray and pray. And pray, you know, to intervene in accidents and all kinds of stuff like that. Because the real church ha had a mission. 
and the mission was to save souls and didn't want your children to be lost, your grandchildren to be lost. But then there are some some pastors that don't want you to don't want you to move further than them because they feel intimidated. But my question is, with the next generation, I've got to imply, I've got to put in them all that they can. So when I leave this earth, uh, my daughter will be able to succeed higher, you know, and stronger because it's not about a competition within the family. It's a competition between the king, the, the <laughs> kingdom of darkness and following what Jesus told us to do. You know, so this was a blessing. I just sat and laughed because all that stuff is again, even with the even with the club members, and they would go in the club uh, with their fully long dresses and everything. They come in yes, and then and they didn't have to pay pay nothing because they said, I'm, "What? Oh, what are you doing, man? Oh, I'm going to get my granddaughter. I'm going to get so and so." And you have a whole bunch of church folks in the church. Yes, yeah, so they go go to church. Wait, where the sinners at? And 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 bring them out of there. Say, ain't you so and so? What you doing here? Get out of here! Because <laughs> the church members were they were strong soldiers, you know, and they went and got them out of the out of the mess. Uh, I knew if they did it, they didn't do it on Sunday no more because they know what they were supposed to be. <laughs> so I just like I just bless God and know that that's exactly what happened with my grandparents and stuff like that. When their sons and their sons was getting in the wrong place. They would come and get them out of there and say, what you doing there? <laughs> How old as they was, as long as they was living in the house, they they yanked them out of what they was doing and told them, go home. You know, we got church in the morning. <laughs> so thank wow. God for the word, man to God. Thank God. Thank you, Amen. God. Thank you, man to God. For the word of God. Amen. Amen. You're welcome. And I'm going to say, because I know that even, that even my nana, when, uh, I know even with my nana, <clears throat> when, um, when I just, even even as a teenager, whenever I came and I just, matter of fact, I mean, I, I remember just spending about a month with her just because, you know, because coming down to the South was basically my regular routine. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I went out. I mean, her number one thing was, boy, I don't care how, you know, boy, I don't care how late you stay out. As long as you live in my house, even temporarily, mm-hmm. oh, you go to church in the morning. Yes. You go to church in the morning. And, and, and that was yes. the thing. And so. And so, and I mean, so all all of us, all of us, I mean, including my friends, I mean, and you know, even my friends, and you know, if I had a girlfriend, if she were there, hey, you know what? Oh, all y'all going to church because the first thing she said, because the first thing she said, y'all need some Jesus. Y'all ain't going to hell on my watch. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, that, that was a, that was the whole thing. You might go to hell somewhere else, but you ain't gonna go to hell here. I am I, like I'm responsible for you. So yeah, <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Would love to share anything. Uh, we got a, uh, a text. Raymond says, great word on tonight, Apostle. He's, he texted in there. Amen. <laughs> great word on tonight. That was powerful. Amen. On Thank you, man. Amen. Anyone else? Is out. Amen. I just want to say thank you for the word. Because I was in the old school. And that thing you spoke of, I've been there. I lived there. So he brought all this stuff back to my memories. And I appreciate it for that word. It was well needed. God bless you, man of God. Yeah, God bless you too. You woke your mouth. I'm a grandma. I've been here a long time. And right there you spoke of. It was the truth. I lifted. Yes, ma'am. And I appreciate it. 
<laughs> it ain't like that. No. This is not like that. No. But then you go straight right. like, you know, you want to be there. But you don't want to be there because it's not the same. Yeah. So just look towards mm-hmm. God. Focus on one thing. That's just go do what you have to do. Amen. And try to keep up that's the word. But these kids are yes, out of control. They're out of control. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing something. That's right. the day, I don't care who child you are. They get you doing something, right. they will smack you. Amen. They get you to your parents, and they'll smack you. You don't do that. That's it. Nowadays. You don't do that. No. <laughs> but you do that. No. They'll turn around and shoot you. Because they like it used to be. I appreciate the old church. I appreciate the old church. Amen. Amen. It ain't like it. But I thank you for for the word. It was awesome. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. Amen. Because I, and and it's, yes, ma'am. And see, what was unique about my situation is that I had a woman up north back home that I called, that we called grandma. She was a neighborhood grandmother. And then I had my grandmother's down here, down south. So no matter which direction I went, I always ran into Jesus. And they made sure that. <laughs> no, matter, no, no matter, no, no matter, no matter, no, no matter how I did it. I mean, when I when I was up north, I ran into Jesus. I had grandma. I, I, I had I had grandma in the neighborhood. Had grandma in the neighborhood. She would walk around. She would cook for the neighborhood. But at the same time, she would say, "Listen, y'all going to church." And I mean, and I and I just and I never could really, really understand. I was just like, you know, really, really. I mean, you really. And then and then it come down south. Oh, you going to church? You are going to church. I don't care what you going to church. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No vacation from church. No time out. That's it. Good old day. Good old days. Amen. Amen. So we thank God on tonight. We're going to go ahead and pray for Apostle. Amen. Everybody just take yourself off. We're going to pray for Apostle. Amen. On tonight. Amen. That God continue to strengthen him. Amen. Hallelujah for the next level that God is taking them to. Amen. We thank you. Amen. So we're going to just go ahead and just go in for a few minutes and Amen. Constant warfare. Amen. Every time he reads his word. Amen. As a family, as a unit, a family that prays together, that stays together, the house Amen. that divided itself shall fall. Amen. We got plenty ministries on there. Pastor Rosemary, God bless you. One of my pastors out of Pontiana, God bless you. Amen. We are excited about what God is doing. Amen. He is. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and release. Amen. So you'll be able to rest easy on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So everybody just take yourself off you just for a few minutes. Yes, Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. We're going to go on the tongues for a few minutes. Amen. Because we gonna, we got to fight on his behalf. Amen. Why? Because the virtue has flew out of his body. And we yes, got to touch the agreement for that restoration yes, and fall back in line on tonight. Hallelujah. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. 
Father, we thank you as a four unit. Father, we cover them, amen. The hallelujah, the husband and wife duels. Amen. And they're one, they're one as a unit. And when they're one, amen, we fight as one. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Cover, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Cover, amen. I'm passing from the crown of his head, from the soul of his feet. Father, as we stand in prophecy, oh God, in the tonight, oh God, call forth the angels, oh God, the ministry angels, oh God, give me the rest of you. We understand that when you release that word, there's also a backlash. So, Father, we're going to touch in the bound agreement, amen, that you restore, amen, this man of God tonight. Restore him in the name of Jesus. Father, oh God, you said them with your word that that's a, the giving us the spirit of fear. Oh God gave us power and love and sound mind. And Father, as we stand in your presence on the day, Father, oh God, within the next level, within the next millennium, oh God, within the next ship, oh God. You can release it into the atmosphere, oh God. We pull down every stronghold and cast down every imagination that it's something against its purpose and the divine purpose that you were saying in them to do, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for touching the in the, in the name, name of Jesus. Father, as we begin to receive and cover his babies, oh God, cover the babies in the, in the Jesus, house Jesus. in the name of Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, 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 Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you, God, Thank you for the Thank you for your love. Thank you for your Thank you for your love. Thank you Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for Thank you for the Thank you Thank you for the teaching, God. Thank you, 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 God. Amen on tonight, and we're gonna close out on tonight and see you next time. Amen okay. on Monday night. Amen. Hallelujah on tonight. But I'm gonna turn it over to Apostle and make sure you know if he has any announcements that he needs to bring up to the forefront on tonight. Amen. That he needs to be aware of you. Amen. Amen. The only announcements amen, that I have is that uh, you know, like I said, be, you know, by uh, faith and church, you know, we do do uh, go out and feed the uh, feed the homeless in the community and what and whatnot. So uh, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, in order for you to give, please, you know, feel free to do so. It, I promise yeah, you, it will yeah. not be in vain. Just give unto Souls Matter, uh, cash out mm-hmm. Souls Matters. Amen. The Lord is going to bless you back. Mm-hmm. I believe that the Lord is going to bless you back double for it. Amen. That's what we do. It's the work that we do for the Lord. Amen. And just continue. Amen. Yeah. Just uh, keep us in prayer. We keep you guys in prayer. And uh, and look, and you know what? And like I said, you know, don't don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. I mean, you know, don't be discouraged whatsoever because, listen, because the, 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 the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Yeah. The best is yet to come. Amen. So don't 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 ever be discouraged because because see the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you know we all you know we have the ministry that we're in leadership of, but we also have the minist- you know the ministry that we might be under someone else. But we also have our own personal ministry. So you know don't be discouraged. I mean God you know God God is God is going to use it for His glory. He's going to use it for his glory, and that's and that's what we need to do. Amen. That's all I have to say. God bless you all. You all have a good night. Thank you so much for the prayer. And um, amen. And we're looking. Hey, look. And this, I'm, 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 hey, I'm just, hey, looking forward to the to the. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward for God, to God doing great things. That's all yes. of that. That's what I'm doing. I'm looking forward to God doing great things. So, amen. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. God bless y'all. Thank you. God bless y'all tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.